to you by Barfoot and Thompson. On the show today, we're chatting to the fabulous Lisa and Lorraine from Barfoot and Thompson Point Chevalier. Plus, Mike's joined us all the way from Invercargill to find out all about his special projects company. Welcome to Property Matters. Welcome along another busy Monday. Hope everyone had a fabulous weekend. Thanks for joining us, whether you're listening live here on Planet FM or you can, of course, download our podcasts on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple and Samsung Podcasts or wherever you love to listen and tune in. Now, don't forget, in the next few weeks, we've got some election specials. So we would love to get your questions. What would you like us to ask the politicians? Email us at propertymatters at barfoot.co.nz. Now, we do have a filter on that email, so, you know, you have to be a little bit careful what you email. Um, but we do want the, the good questions to ask the politicians. We've got ACT Party in next week to kick off our election special. Uh, but today, I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by three fabulous guests who have come from far and away to be on the show today. First of all, welcome Lisa Branch, manager from Barfoot and Thompson Point Chief. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Stephen. Great to have you here. And you're joined by your Head of Property Management, Lorraine. Welcome, Lorraine. Hi, Stephen. Great Thank to have you here. Else. And now, Mike. Mike, you've travelled a little bit of a distance to us from our project's renovations and new builds, but you've come up from Invercargill today. That's right. Hi, Stephen. Welcome. Look, it's great to have you all here. I'm going to get you just to introduce yourselves first, and then we'll sort of focus on each person. So, Mike, kick it off. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey in the property world. Well, I started as a salesperson in 1989, you wouldn't say if you look at my age, <laughs> and um, yeah, I've done property management, um, sales, uh, been around, owned a Harcourt's franchise, Sotheby's franchise, um, done everything else in between, and even had a lovely uh, journey with Boffin and Thompson in the Howick branch, and um, now joined uh, our projects. So in a nutshell, what is our projects? We are a construction company, building company, that uh, do renovations, uh, new builds, um, yeah, anything the clients are looking for. Okay, cool. All right, we're going to unpack that a little later in the show, but welcome. And, and from Invercargill, so Invercargill's home, but you jet set around the country? I uh, fly through, fly up and down, yes. Fly up and down, getting those frequent flyer points. Cool. Someone's got to do it. Excellent. All right. And Lisa, how long have you been branch manager at Point Chev? Right, I became branch manager at Point Chevalier last September, so uh, not that long. Prior to that, full-time relieving manager for Barford and Thompson, uh, looking after all the branches when the branch managers went away. Did that for about three years, and prior to that, 21 years of selling. Also started in 1999. Okay, cool. So a nice, sort of varied mix, but all in this real estate world. Absolutely. Okay. And Lorraine, you're no stranger to property management? No, I've been in a very long time. I started back in uh, 2004 um, with Harcourts and then uh, sort of been to Ray White and um, to Barfitts and then back to Ray White and come back to Barfitts and I think I've been back here now 14 years. So Barfitts is uh, certainly where I've planted my, my seed basically. So Awesome. Brilliant. And now, Lisa, tell us about Point Chev as a region to live and work in and, I guess, for our listeners, invest in. What, what's so special about this place? Well, I think Point Chevalier is a really popular central suburb due to its proximity to the city for work, its beach and parks, and finally its schooling. Most of the local people mm. all talk about coming there for the schooling. Most days you'll see loads of locals walking, walking the streets and enjoying the beach and the parks. The cafe life 
is also really alive in Point Chevalier with at least eight cafes and then there are several restaurants and eateries of different cuisines. There's a great uh, set of shops that we're part of uh, in the on the main road there and for anything extra that you may need as a local, St Luke's is only about five minutes away. Investing in the area is a pretty safe investment as it offers tenants a, a safe central location at a really affordable price for central living. Still offering landlords a great rental return on their investment and all the capital gain that you might expect from central investment. Nice. You mentioned schooling. Now that interests me and I guess Lorraine for you too. Does the school make a big difference to what you can get as an investor for a rental? Absolutely. You know, if it's in zone for a good school. Mm, absolutely. I think um, schooling um, is a major part of where someone wants to live. You mm. know, someone might own a home in, in, in a different suburb, but, you know, want to move into a, a different suburb um, for um, for schooling purposes mm. only. So good when you're looking at buying, Lisa, you know, that's something that an investor should be checking out. Oh, absolutely. Mm. If school zones are a focus for them, they won't go wrong. Mm. Now, I drove past your branch coming here today, and I'm going to ask you the toughest question of all. Do you always want to eat KFC because it's next door and that smell comes in? Like, surely you must want to eat KFC all day? You get over it quite quickly, <laughs> Very <Steve>. quickly. <laughs> If you could see their faces, they're like, where is he going with this? Oh, God, I'm driving crazy. So, Lisa, what have you seen the market do in the time that you've been managing the Point Chevalier branch? Right, so since last September, I've seen the market totally slow down with listings taking up to six months to sell. Prices have fallen with the average sale price in our particular area dropping by about 15.4%. Interestingly, the average fall in Auckland prices has been more like 20%, so Point Chevalier has held its own a little bit, not being Mm. too bad. In the last two months, however, I've seen sales increase with auctions selling more successfully. Prices have also sort of steadied as more vendors are prepared to meet the market. We're also seeing more multi-offers and with the auctions um, selling more successfully, these are really strong signs of our market strengthening. So why do you think Point Shave has stood out like that? Not really sure. If you look at the surrounding suburbs, apart from Westmere, which has also not not uh, dropped the 20%, it's sort of sitting around that 16 to 17%. Mm. I'm not exactly sure why that might be. I think there isn't a huge amount of turnover either in Point Chevalier mm. so I, and, or Westmere, so I wonder whether or not it's really purely a numbers thing. Yeah, people are settled, so when something comes up, they grab it at a good price. That's mm. right. What's it like to be a branch manager? What's what's sort of your areas of responsibility? Right, so as a branch manager, I... Well, I love working for Barford and Thompson for a start, and the role for me is really quite varied. It's looking after my team first as a priority, and then there's the the business to run and to get Mm. a profit, obviously, from it. This involves everything from kind of getting your team culture right to supporting your staff and your salespeople who all have their lives outside of work and their pressures Mm -hmm. to juggle, etc. For me, robust training, which helps the team give them all the tools that they need to do a great job and to ensure that the compliance of the industry rules and regulations and really effective management is, is important too in my role. Keeping the team safe, ensuring that they're conducting their business really well and giving that extra 1% that we Mm. want to be able to give to our clients and customers is also super important. 
property management is a really large priority for me in the branch. It's the obvious area of growth, and we learned a lot from property management throughout uh, COVID and the mm. lockdowns with it, you know, being the business that, that would be able to sustain our, our real estate branches. Yeah. The property management side of our businesses is just quite purely our, our bread and butter and growing that side of the business as I said has been a really huge focus with the help of Lorraine here she's been absolutely amazing the role of branch manager is not always uh, butterflies and flowers it can sometimes be quite challenging and lonely at time if you don't seek support from from your colleagues and you know just ensure that you reach out for help if you mm. need it but it's also super rewarding when you start to get the small wins. You've just got to celebrate and, above all, you just need to bring your energy to your team and have fun. Brilliant. What is it that you've loved so much about real estate that's kept you going in there for so many years? Yeah, 25 years in real estate is <laughs> probably quite a long time, really. The industry's always challenging. It's ever-changing. And it is a profession I feel you can be really proud of. My background was law, so when I came into real estate, I wanted to approach it in the same way and have that same level of professionalism, which which I, I have maintained. But to be able to help people with all their real estate goals for me is just really amazing. I get such a buzz out of seeing the joy on people's faces when they've bought that home mm. that, that they really desired. You know, we spend so much time in our homes, we spend energy making it our own, and we often use the largest part of our income on our home. So it's the place where we feel the most safe and comfortable and where we raise our children, celebrate our milestones, create our memories and share the most love with the people that are most important to us all in this home, which is why I feel it's so important and rewarding to have helped someone get into that special home. What are some of the biggest changes or challenges you've seen in the industry in your 25 years in it? Probably the changing markets are really challenging, yes, but the adaptable people, they tend to survive. And, mm. you know, we notice that the top salespeople still succeed and they earn a great income. And I think it's purely because they are adaptable. When it's a buyer's market, they work the buyers. When it's a vendor's market, they work the vendors. Right. They understand the basics and they continue to do them. The people who are going to wait for opportunity to fall in their laps in a hard old market don't survive. And COVID, I suppose, I think has been one of the biggest challenges I've seen in my 25 years. It's been responsible for a lot of real estate agent casualties as they only earn money from commission when they, get out, when they sell houses. And... In real estate work, what you put in now pays off in three months' time. So with COVID, that took care of a lot of months. That took a lot of months of of business Mm. out of a salesperson's year, and that takes a long time to recover from that. You know, we came back on, uh, we came back out of lockdown in February, what was it, 2020 at that point, and we had a flurry in the market, you know, the prices went down, but then we um, we hit that, that massive flurry straight after COVID, and I think that was a saving grace for a lot of real estate people mm. to be able to get those houses that had sat in their pipeline sold and a little bit of income behind them, and then, of course, since then, that didn't last that long, and, and we, we've come back down again in the market. Mm. 
Now, Barfin Thompson's well known as a family business, and your husband is also head of property management for another branch. Do you two ever get to switch off? Do you have any rules when you walk in the door? Ah, uh, no, not really. Oh, damn, no we, secrets on here tonight. No, no, we eat, breathe and sleep real estate, I'm yeah. afraid. <laughs> We're both as bad as each other. When our team needs us, we're there. We start answering our emails at about 6.15 in the morning over our morning coffee. We call each other as soon as we leave the office on our trip home and we debrief our day. And then we honestly spend the evenings, you know, talking to each other about um, good ideas that that we've learnt through the day and things that we can use. And, um, yeah, and in t- terms of rules, no, but we did set a rule on our honeymoon. And oh, we good. said that we were only able to answer our emails one time in the morning and one time at night, and we weren't allowed to answer any real estate calls. Okay, well done, well done, all right. So what do you think is the toughest part of being a sales agent? these days and I kind of will lap that into my next question a little bit too what do you think makes a good sales agent you just mentioned they need to be adaptable yeah sure does that sort of link in together I think nowadays the competition and the fee discounting, I think that's become incredibly hard for salespeople because it's almost like salespeople are not competing on a natural level anymore. They're competing based on who's going to give them the biggest discount and who's going to offer them the most. And I think the skill set of the salesperson has been a little bit lost in that, I think, because there's just so much of that, that going on out there. But a good agent has got to be prepared to, yes, be adaptable and to do the basics and do them consistently and do them well. They need to be honest, professional, and they need to work hard for their clients and their customers. They need to know most of all, though, their 1% difference and they need to deliver it. Hmm. What do you love about leading a team? Like, how do you inspire people to do exactly that? Yeah. I love seeing the opportunities and implementing them and whether or not that's within the business or within each individual. I love to, you know, get to know them on a really personal level and work out what pushes their buttons and be able to help them push those buttons and to succeed. And the reward for me is is in seeing them succeed. I, I love that. I love coaching the team and watching them succeed off the back of, of things that they've learnt that I've been able to share with them. I love seeing them happy and cohesive and having fun. And I love to make people's lives better, basically. And through my leadership, I'm able to do that. Beautiful. Nicely said. All right, Lorraine, moving over to you now. I I won't ask you questions about your manager because she's right beside you. That would be a little bit awkward. (laughs) But I would like to ask, look, your title's Head of Property Management. So talk to us a little bit about your role. What's involved in your day-to-day? Gosh, my day um, is quite busy. Um, Again, um, it's about me um, supporting my team um, through issues that maybe they um, are finding it hard to to deal with. Um, Yeah, so my number one is to support them. Um, Growing the business um, is another uh, part of my role, Um, getting out there and and meeting um, new people um, and just getting myself out and about in Point Chev. Um, and dealing with my, my lovely landlords and tenants that I have um, on a daily basis, you know, um, a lot of them come to me directly. Um, just, just yeah, just a general chat sometimes. Yeah, yeah, providing that yeah. sort of wraparound support. Yeah, yeah. Um, how big is the team that you lead? So there's myself as head of department and then I have an amazing um, property manager, um, Sonia, um, and she does um, all of my inspections. 
Um, does my inspections and maintenance. Great. Yeah, and um, it's working out really well. And are you just looking after the local Point Chevalier area or do you cover wider if someone needs it? Oh, no, cover a wider wider area. Um, anything from Papakura to Oriwa um, to, um, you know, out um, west. Mm. Um, yeah, we go anywhere and we find that um, owners follow you as well. So they don't necessarily, necessarily stay with the branch. They will follow the property manager because right. they've had that long-time experience, you know, long-time... Um, uh, well, it's such a trust, isn't it? it I is mean, a trust. you know, you mentioned earlier, Lisa, about the amount of money that goes into your investment. You know, that's so I'm then passing that on. I've got to really trust the person who's looking after it. And it's making um, your prospective landlords um, feel that they can trust you as yeah. well. And just, yeah, I just think having experience, having, having a lot of experience sort of helps too. Um, and just putting their mind at ease. What do you think is the biggest reasons to have your property professionally managed these days? Well, there's so much more um, legislation now than, you know, different legislation, I think. And, um, you know, owners um, sometimes struggle a little bit like that. And, you know, having your property managed and not having to deal with the tenant directly, sort of putting us in in, in that middle um, and... Yeah, so we can we can take that stress away from them. They can go and do other things. Absolutely. And look, you mentioned, you know, there's, there's lots of regulation. There's, there's been a lot of changes in the last few years. What's been the biggest change you've seen in your time in the role? Oh, since, you know, since I started off in property management back then, um, in, you know, in 2004 and, and now, I think the biggest has been the change in legislation, the healthy homes. I'm um, just people being more... Um, I just, I think, sort of feeling a bit more stressed with everything mm. as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely changed, and I think the legislation has, yeah, has certainly played a part in that. And so, thinking that, and with that in mind, with an election coming up, what changes would you like to see a new government consider that would actually make your life or the lives of owners or tenants better? I really want to see property managers um, regulated. I really want to see that. Um, I think that's a really good thing. Um, making sure that you know property managers are well trained, and mm. um, you know that so that it, that gives us and a good property managers a good yeah you know, a, a good name and I guess consistency then consistency Absolutely. across companies across for an investor yep. to know if they're regulated yep. there is that consistent level of yep. training and expectation yep. yeah and and the owners have something to go back on mm. as well so why do you think Point Chevalier makes a good investment area why well, choose you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've, I've been at the branch since January and um, Point Chev, as a little kid, I was sort of, um, my family, my aunties and uncles lived in Point Chev and, you know, I look now as I've been back in Point Chev as a, as a you know, older and an adult, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, there's so much, oh, there's so much um, young families coming mm. in and, um just these Kiwi homes on these large sections are now coming, being removed, and there's all these nice new townhouses going in. And um, I think you know, Point Chev is so close to the CBD. Yeah, it's on the the, the bus into inner city loop, three sixty access to motorways. Oh, it's just amazing, and there's and it's like a little. Suburb. It's like a little suburb. It's, it's really. It's and do you kind of adopt Western Springs as part of Point Chev? I mean, you've got the park, the zoo. Oh, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Got theaters, you've got Motet, yeah. Yeah. Everything on its doorstep. Yeah, it's just such a it's it's an up and coming area and um it's great. Massive development Lisa happening in Carrington Road with all the, the, the properties and, and high rises going in there. Do you see that how's that gonna impact your world? Is that a, a gold mine waiting to hit or is it a, a traffic nightmare? Right. Or both. <laughs> we don't just have that development, we also have quite a big one sitting on our doorstep. Almost right opposite KFC, in fact. Right, Steve. okay. Yes. And so we can see that there's a lot more activity going to happen in Point Chevalier. Hopefully the it will impact on the amount of foot traffic working, mm. walking through Point Chevalier. Um, it's going to give us opportunity to sell more property. The apartment-style blo- blocks and the townhouse-type developments that they're doing now are all very, very popular, and they come at, a, at quite a good price point for people wanting to buy mm. in, in central um, Auckland. So, no, I can see that, yes, it's going to increase our traffic through that area, but the infrastructure's n- yep. not too bad. Yeah, ready to cope with it. Lots yeah. of way out, lots of ways out there. So, no, that should, should be good. So talk us through how your team would help someone buy their first investment property in your area. Right, so we have 11 salespeople who are all quite experienced and most of them own investment properties themselves. So they are quite um, familiar with, with what it takes to, to purchase a good investment property and what to look for. So they are all able to help anybody interested in looking for a property to find the right thing and to help them with the numbers and to make sure that it's all going to stack up well as an investment. And then our sales team work very closely and conjunction with Lorraine and her team, in which case Lorraine could then pick up the uh, the property and manage it for anybody who, who would like that full service, which, as Lorraine explained just a mm. little while ago, is, is, is a great thing to do in this day and age, to, to look after your, mm. your uh, investment properly. So, um, yes, and then we've got, you know, a robust maintenance um, process around looking after your investment moving forward. So, yeah, so it's the long term thing. So, Lorraine, how would your team help? So, the investors worked with Lisa's team, got the property. You're then linked in. What are the sort of things you do to make sure that that property is up and ready to let as soon as possible? Yeah, so it's just really meeting up with them and, and having and going through the processes of what we do with regards to management as well and just making sure that their their home is or their investment is ready for the mar- for the rental market um, guiding them through their healthy homes making sure it complies um, making sure that we've got um, some good photos on board um, got a good ad um, it's priced right yeah. for the market that's a that's a big thing um, and just making the owners aware of all the legislation and, and that sort of thing again yeah. and just being there to support them and guiding them through the communication is is a big thing yeah making sure that we've got that communication 100 percent. it's something we talk a lot about on the show is using the experts oh, you know absolutely. so you know use the right lawyer the right mortgage broker the right property manager you've you know if you start trying to dibble and dabble in and do bits yourself it goes wrong that's what the experts are there for yeah and you know it, 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 it a lot of people sort of come down to the to the, to the cost of things, but I, I think you know having the having the cheapest is not always the best, mm. you know. And and you want somebody who's worth that, you mm. know, and and, and going to do that hundred percent job for you. Mm. Lisa, any tips or tricks on getting on the investment ladder? Someone listening, trying to do that first purchase. 
Well, I think the best one, standing the test of time, is that you buy your first home and then immediately start saving for your second home. Yeah. And then you, you know, you buy a home at a point that you can afford to do that, obviously, and then you start putting away. And when you purchase your second home, your first home becomes your first investment property. And repeat. Mm. And in that way... Essentially, you never sell a property. You, over the time, if you do it right, all the money you've probably saved in commission, you could end up buying yourself another investment property by using that as your deposit. So that would be my suggestion. And two tricks or tips that I would suggest in terms of when you're looking at an investment property and what would work is I'd say always go for a garage. Always make sure that you have a garage on that property. School zones, super, super important. And remember, if you're buying a brand new build, which is great for a maintenance-free period, you know, that's that's always a good investment. If you're looking at that, make sure you still get your healthy homes assessment done mm. because a lot of people assume that it's mm. going to mm. meet the healthy <laughs> homes but not necessarily, no. even though it may have CCC. Oh, that's a nice segue to our other guest, Mike, as we talk about building projects. Thank you, Lisa, <laughs> taking us over. So tell us a little bit about our projects. You mentioned that it is new builds, it is renovations. I'm hoping all of your properties pass the healthy homes that Lisa's talking about. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> yes, um, we, we really enjoy doing the renovations for clients that um, have already decided what their requirements are and what their needs are. And um, they can approach us and we'll definitely put it all together. Okay. Now, are you a national company? Because I've mentioned that you've come up from Invercargill, but you're here working in Auckland. Yes, so at the moment, um, I handle the um, Hamilton area. We're also in Waiye at the moment. We're going to be moving into the Bay of Plenty, but we're not just there yet. That's my my radar. Uh, Most of our work is in Auckland at the moment. Okay. Now, like Barford & Thompson, you're a family business. Do you think that that makes a difference in the service level that your company or any company provides? Is is there a shift in that space when it's a family-run business? We're finding the clients enjoy the personal attention given by the brothers. The owners are Ryan and um, Nathan, who are the founders of the the company, and they like to be personally involved to make sure a project goes from A to Z in a way that is acceptable and uh, meets the highest of service levels and workmanship. Brilliant. Now, tell us about some of your current projects. What have you got? What are you working on at the moment? Well, just to name two of them, uh, we've got a um, renovation that we're just just about to hand over in Ponsonby. Um, Beautiful bathroom, kitchen, living area. Um, There was a bit of um, roofing issues there that was taken care of as well. Uh, That's just about to be handed over. And then also a a 399 square meter home that has been completely reclad in Westmere and completely refurbed inside. Beautifully done. Now you mentioned the projects in Waihe. Yes. So we are doing new houses, new homes in Waihe, 180 squares um, on ground owned by the company. Um, Yeah, beautifully done. Really uh, high standard of workmanship. Nice. I I love on your website that you've got a profile for a young apprentice. It's quite a good photo. He looks like a barrel of fun. How important is it for your company to be training future builders? Very important. We've actually got a program uh, where we um, have school school gang um, students coming in during school holidays 
to ensure that they are actually a fit and is, is this really what they want to do? And then from there, they come in as a, um, an apprentice and work themselves up the program to a qualified boarder. Great. Okay, so walk us through. We're a customer, we want to do a renovation or we want to, want you to build something. What's your role or how does your company help us with that project? How much do you need from us as a customer? Do we need to bring you the final plans, everything, or can we walk in the door and go, Mike, I've got this dream, I'd like to add this, 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 and this, and you'll make it happen? I love that. The dream. <laughs> Start with the dream. <laughs> and we, then the lotto ticket. Uh, well, <laughs> but we, we work to all, all levels of you know income and specs, but it's a case of what is your family's requirements? What does your family look like? What do you want? What are your, what are your objectives? And then we'll put it together from you, from A to Z. We've got everybody on, on site and we've got our subbies, etc., including interior designers, decorators, the whole lot. Okay, okay. So what sort of projects can people contact you about? Like, I guess, how big, how small, where does it fit? There's no too small, no too big. Um, I mean, the one project that we just about a handover is a 1.5 million Renault. So, and it can be as small as 30K. It can be even smaller. Uh, we also do the insurance claims. So, there's no real small, there's no real big. Has it been a busy time since recent flooding events? Oh, it's been amazing. Yeah, we're so grateful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the opposite to probably Lorraine, who's like cursing of recent flooding events. Did you have many properties affected? Actually, we were really lucky. I think we had one in our portfolio, oh, so um, we were one of the lucky ones. Yeah, because you were mentioning before we went to air, Lisa, your husband had quite a large number in his portfolio affected. Yeah. Yes, he lost about 50 properties to the floods that all had to be fixed up and wow. brought back on. Wow. At least there's a building company smiling out of, out of that. That's, that's good. All right. Is there anything else about your work or company that you'd like to share? Contact me and uh, yeah. I'll, you know, take the client right through from the A to Z and um, they'll enjoy the journey with us. Nice. Now, you mentioned at the start of the show, um, you're obviously from South Africa. You've worked in the property and investment space over there. Then here in New Zealand, what's some of the biggest differences? I think there's a lot more, um, kind of call it orderliness and uh, compliance here compared to South Africa. It's a very different market that, considering I was in um, all sorts there and sales, property management, as well as developments. Um, I'm enjoying the New Zealand journey. It's a good journey. Do you see even a difference from your time in Auckland to your time in Invercargill? You know, it's two very different cities when it comes to sort of the property management space. Yes, um, I'm enjoying the the Auckland space. Uh, A lot more going on, a lot more buzz. Um, uh, Invercargill can be a bit slow. Right, but I bet you the traffic's good when you get off your flight. What traffic? (laughs) (laughs) What's your long-term goals for for the company? Like, where where does um, our projects want to head? Yeah, so we're going to... um, penetrate the Bay of Plenty and um, definitely have a, a stronger presence in, in Hamilton, Cambridge, Morrinsville. So that's where we're busy at the moment. Okay. About growth out into that area. Yep. Lisa, what's your goals for the for the future, the next few years for your branch? Well, I'd like to get the branch, um, I'd like to grow the branch, let's say that. I'd like to double the branch's size and for us to improve our, our market share in, in Point Chevalier and uh, the surrounding suburbs. And, yeah, just 
really just have a fantastic um, team moving forward that is, is servicing all our areas really, really well and with fantastic customer service. Nice. A couple of weeks ago, we had Matt from Agency X on here, and we had some really interesting discussions around the social media space and the impact that that's played on real estate and on property. And, of course, now with all the AI and the chat and things like that, is that something that you guys are all embracing? Like, is social media a huge part of it from marketing? And, and perhaps Lorraine is, is like the, the chat GPT and things a way of tidying up adverts these days. Like, are you guys embracing that space? We definitely are. Yeah? Yes, yeah. Um, Facebook and Instagram and all that marketing is, um, is the way of the future and it's our way of getting a bigger reach. So, no, we definitely are. And um, in terms of my 99% Chinese sales team, mm. they are very much appreciating AI and the ability to write some amazing adverts that is taking a lot of pressure off them. Yeah, true. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there has been a lifesaver, actually. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. And, and to be able to um, use it, um, uh, yeah, it's, it makes the ads look much better. So you're running, you're like your text through and getting it yes. like spruced up rather than it. Oh, right I just yet. put the the street address in and, and away we go, and it comes up with something, and I can change it around, and you know it gives me the basics. It's great. Love I love it. it for every ad. Have you yeah. searched yourself? Have you got it to write about you? No, actually, um, I will try that. You should. <laughs> I may have. Posted. It's quite entertaining <laughs> what it finds. I was really interested because, of course, for people who listen to my Sunday night show, you know we have a very big arts show here on a Sunday, and it was actually interesting how I said, tell me about Stephen Dallow, Auckland, New Zealand. And it broke down my real estate experience, my radio experience, my theatre experience, and, that, and it actually melded it all together. It was quite something. Yeah, it was quite in- entertaining. Mike, what about you? In, in a sort of a building world, is there a space for this sort of technology or are you using yes. social media for your promos? Yeah, so we're on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. We've got a great website. Um, a lot of effort and energy has gone into that. And it's amazing our clients um, don't just trust borders the way they used to and they want to go and check you out. Hmm. And they come back and they say, I've checked you out. Yes, you, you're good. You've passed. We want to use you now. Does it work against you sometimes too where you get those keyboard warriors though that just sort of vent their frustration on social media where in the old days we would have actually picked up the phone, had a conversation, it would have been resolved. Now it's easy just to go vent, vent, vent. Do you get any of that? Of course not, because you've all got amazing service. <laughs> They're all staring at me. No one's going to speak. <laughs> I think sometimes, you know, if someone's having a bad day, they get behind mm. the keyboard. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's about providing that extra 1% service, you know, 101% service, and hopefully you don't get, you know, hopefully you continue to get the positive reviews and those yeah. sorts of things. Yeah. Cool. All right, so in the next, we've got a couple of minutes to go. In the next couple of weeks, we have a number of politicians coming on to talk about their party's uh, stance, if you like, on housing, on investment, on tenancy matters. What questions would you love us to ask? What things do you think would be useful for you and your industries to be able to compare each party in order to know which one to vote in the upcoming election? What's Scotland thinking? Yeah. For me, I'd like to know their policies on capital gains tax. Okay. What are you hoping for? No capital gains tax. <laughs> mm. Absolutely. 
What about in the, some of the regulations that have come in in the property management space in the last few years? Is there any that you feel need tweaking, changing? I'm thinking like the 90-day rule that now has to be so, so specific where we used yeah. to be able to let somebody go. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I think that needs to alter a little bit um, because, you know, there's only certain certain ways of getting the tenant mm. out now. So I think that just needs to be altered a little bit. Um, Do you think that's made it more unsafe? You know, I was chatting to a property manager from Northland area a little while ago who said, you know, actually it was much safer to just give notice without reason. Now I'm having to fight them. I'm having to get the neighbours involved. We're going to have all these different examples of disturbing the neighbours, etc. It's actually now put me in an unsafe position. Oh, I feel that, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's, um, you know, yeah, it's, a, a very, it's so hard. So mm. hard now. Yeah, yeah, we don't have that flexibility to be able to give that 90 days. Mike and Lorraine, where do you sit on the healthy homes front? Have we got this right now and it's it's now ticking? Does it need more tweaking? Does it need to be left alone? Does it need to be removed? You know, I agree with, you know... Uh, Tenants need to live in a, a warm, dry home, um, but I think they might have just gone a little bit too far. It's been a very costly exercise for owners, and then now we've had, we've put the rents up, obviously, mm. to um, to cover the costs of of the healthy homes, you know, your heat pumps, and mm. to getting it um, compliant. So I don't think it's it's been very favourable for the tenants. Mike, yeah, it's interesting that um, the way forward. I think in one end there's there's been a bit of a knee jerk reaction. And it's uh, it's hit your I'm going to call it the moms and pops market um, mm. where they just they're just coming by. I mean, interest rates have increased and such a lot of legislation. Um, yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough on that that market and also that interest deductibility. That's that's a tough one. What would you like to see? Oh, that needs to change <laughs> for all of us. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else to throw at our politicians? Silence across the room. Well, if you're listening and have an idea that's something you'd like us to ask, email us at propertymatters at barfoot.co.nz. We would love to hear about it. Well, thank you to the three of you, Lisa, Lorraine and Mike, and thank you, Mike, for jumping on a plane to fight some weather to get here, I believe. Oh, thanks for the invite. Yeah, bit of wild weather to get you up here. Absolute pleasure having you. If you'd like to speak to Lorraine or Lisa, head to barfoot.co.nz forward slash point chevalier, and that will have all all their contact details and you can track them down and have a conversation. I believe you do appraisals, you can go out and see people both sales and rental. Yes we do. Yeah, We offer that service. Fantastic and if you've got a building project renovation or something that will test Mike's thing of no big, no, nothing's too big or too small head to ourprojects.co.nz and you can check down Mike and the fabulous team and keep that apprentice in business. Thank you so much to the three of you for joining us today. Thanks for having us, Stephen. Great having you. Thank you for tuning in. A reminder, you can listen to all of our past episodes on Spotify, Apple, Samsung, iPods, uh, podcasts, I should say, and iHeartRadio, or wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. A big thank you to Matt, Paul, and Lauren for looking after us behind the scenes with all our marketing. Have a fabulous week. We will catch you next week here on Property Matters. Good night. <laughs>